You know, over the past couple weeks, I've had a lot of people in, in different ways basically ask me the same question. And that is, is a particular person going to heaven? Because they're either about to die or they did die or whatever. And so, I don't know, I, I didn't come up with this on my own. In fact, I had something else in mind this morning, but I kind of felt like at the last minute this is where God led me. So I hope it's an encouragement to those of you that are here. And I want you to understand a simple thing today about what it takes to go to heaven. You know, this world will tell you a whole lot of different things. And they will also tell you a whole lot of different things that keep you out of heaven. And most of them aren't right. So I find that when a, a question like that comes up to me, or, or whether I thought of it myself or somebody else asked me, the best place to look is to, to the Word and what it tells us. So that dispels all the myths. Gets rid of all the confusion because the Word is always simple. It's always something clear and concise. There, there's not a whole lot of gray area, okay? So let's start in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We're going to be reading out of verse 10 through 15. <clears throat> Verses 10 through 15. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. Let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now what does that mean? It means there's one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus, right? And we all know that. Verse 12, Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Now we all know that if you try to burn wood, hay, and stubble, they burn. And there ain't much left when they're done burning, is there? But if you try to burn gold, what happens? It melts in what? It becomes more pure, doesn't it? You get rid of impurities. Verse 14. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Plain and simple, ain't it? If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself, now listen, he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Now what is this scripture telling you? Well, we said, we understand there's one way to heaven, one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. He is that foundation. Now at no point in this reading... Was it talking about the fire burning up the foundation? The foundation's going to remain, right? The foundation is only 
what is used to build these other things on top of. And those are the things that are tried by fire. So what I want to point out to you today, what I want you all to get down deep in your spirit, and I want you to understand it. I'm not trying to call you stupid, but I want you to be able to tell other people about what this Word is telling us today. And that is that when you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, everything from there on is built on top of that foundation. And no matter what you build... Listen, no matter what you build on top of that foundation, whether it be the best thing in the world or a piece of junk, that foundation remains. There's going to come a day when you're tried by fire. That's called the day of judgment. God's going to judge your works. He's going to judge the things you've put on that foundation. And He's going to see what's left over after everything burns up. That's your reward. See, there is a difference in getting to heaven and the reward you receive. There's a big difference. Because see, one does not depend on the other. That foundation, if it's there, is there. And that's all you need to worry about. Now, does that mean you shouldn't be trying to build good things? No, you should. But what I'm trying to tell you is that that foundation is not consumed. Now, let's go a little bit deeper. You often see people that leave this world. Y'all, I'm trying to be real. I'm trying to be sensitive. I don't want to hurt anybody today, okay? But you often see people leave this world and their life is a big question mark. And in some cases, even it may not be a question mark, but it's a big negative. You look at their life and you say, I don't believe that person was a Christian. I don't think there's any way they could have been based on what I see. Well, see, this Scripture is contrary to that. Because the only thing that is a requirement there is that they have accepted Jesus as their Savior and that foundation's been laid. You see, they may have went and built trash on top of it afterwards. And the thing that you see on the outside may look like just wood, hay, and stubble. And that may be all that's built on their foundation. But when they leave this world, God does not judge their whether they're going to heaven or hell based on what's on the foundation. He judges them based on whether there's a foundation there. And when that foundation of Jesus Christ is there, they're in heaven. Clear and simple. See, it's not hard. It's not complicated. But we look at those people sometimes and and our first judgment is on what we see. But I want you all to remember that you don't know everything about that person. Now look, I'm not trying to tell you everybody goes to heaven. I'm not trying to tell you that. But you don't know whether that person received Jesus as their Savior. You don't know. 
That's not for you to judge. So when you go to try to encourage somebody, somebody comes to you and says, I just lost somebody and I don't know if they're, are they in heaven or hell? You know, people get desperate when it's that kind of a, a situation. And they want encouragement. So what do you tell them? Do you tell them, well, I don't know. They look kind of rough. I couldn't say they're in heaven. That's not going to help them any, is it? But see, when you when you express this scripture that I just shared with you, you tell them in that kind of manner that, look, if there was a foundation laid, if they accepted Jesus as their Savior, and I'm saying if, because we don't know, but if they did, then you have to believe. It doesn't matter what else happened in their life. You have to believe they're in heaven because you don't know otherwise. So see, you have to encourage those people with that kind of thinking. Because you don't know. Because it's not your place to judge. It's not your place to condemn someone to hell based on the limited knowledge you have. You have to show them Jesus. You have to. Now these people, they're going to suffer loss is what the Word tells us. But it says they will be saved, yet so as by fire. You know, I don't know, and Brother Jerry touched on this some this morning in Sunday school, I don't know what kind of rewards I'm going to have. I don't really know what they'll be. But I heard somebody say it like this one time. I want to receive the biggest, most beautiful crown I can so that when I stand before Jesus, I can lay it at His feet. Why? What does that mean? See, it sounds real good on the outside, but what does it really mean? And I've thought about that. And, and you know what it tells me? It, it tells me that you're trying to show Jesus that these rewards I'm receiving were all done for your honor, for your glory. You see, that's where our reward needs to be. When we hear, and you've all heard this and it gets wore out, come in, thy good and faithful servant. And, and people say, man, that's enough. Well, that's good. But I'm telling y'all, I want reward. I want, and I'm not talking about from self uh, satisfaction. I'm talking about I want great reward so that God can look at me and say, man, he worked hard. He did it for my glory. And I want him to be exalted through the things I do. And see, part of that reward is here. It's received here. When you see, you get satisfaction from seeing someone reached because of things you've done. In the service of God. But those that have lived a kind of life that people look at on the outside and they just say, man, I don't even know if they're going to heaven. See, they're not going to have much reward. They ain't got much to show for it. But that don't mean they're not going to heaven. That don't mean they're going to be in hell. 
But they may not have much to lay at Jesus' feet. They may not have much to show for what they did with their life. But there's still grace and mercy that abounds. There's still grace and mercy that's sufficient to cover all of their sin. You understand that? You understand that just because you may look at them and say, man, they have lived a terrible life. Do you know that you are still a sinner? Saved by grace, even though you may look to the world like you're better than somebody else, you're still a sinner saved by grace. And all of that sin was covered and paid for when Jesus died on the cross. And if it wasn't for that grace and mercy that's been shown to you, that you'd be in the same shape they're in. If it wasn't for the fact that you decided to allow Jesus to be Lord of your life and take control and give Him the reins, you'd be in the same shape they're in. Now they may have asked Jesus to come in, but really didn't submit all their control. And that's a perfect example of what happens when we lean on our own understanding. When we don't acknowledge God in all our ways. We make a mess of it. I thank God that even though I still do that sometimes, He pulls me back in before I get too far off. I thank God that even though I'm still a sinner, grace abounds. And when I sin, I can just turn back to Him and say, God, I messed up again. I know I've done ask you 15 times the past week, but God, forgive me. Grace abounds. And you see, you don't know what went on in that person's mind before they died. You know, we, we talk about Stephanie Westbrook and how she's laying there in a comatose state, but y'all don't know what's going on in her mind. You look at her on the outside and you don't see much happening, but you don't know what's going on in her mind. You don't know how God may be ministering to her. And when people come in and pray over her, you don't know that it doesn't touch her somewhere in her spirit. And she begins to cry out to God, even though it may be inaudible to you, God may hear her. You don't know what's going on in somebody's mind, even though they may have committed suicide. You don't know where they are today. It's not your place to judge. It's not your place to condemn. It's your place to show Jesus is all it is. Show them Jesus. It seems like in the past month or so, there's just been a... Every time I turn around, I hear about somebody else that's died or somebody else that's on a deathbed. or It just seems like this stuff all comes in a wave and... You get kind of overwhelmed sometimes. And, and, you know, in the flesh, you even kind of get tired of hearing it. It's like, man, not another one. I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing about people that's sick, y'all. It ain't because I don't feel sorry for them. It's just I'm tired of people being sick. Every time I turn around, here's another one with the flu. But you know what? Just because I get tired of hearing about it, don't mean God's tired of hearing about it. And just because I start to lose concern for people doesn't mean God's not concerned for them. And just because Kevin uh, gets wrapped up in himself sometimes doesn't mean that I still don't have a responsibility to show people Jesus. 
So I need to change my thinking. We need to change our thinking. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Man, it don't get no easier than that, y'all. You see, this world wants you to walk through all kinds of ceremony and all kinds of, well, it's got to be like this and you got to do this and a big long chain of events. And that Scripture says if you confess Him with your mouth, what does that mean? It means let everybody know this is what I believe. I'm not ashamed. And you believe that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Man, that's easy. That's easy, ain't it? That takes seconds. So you look at them people that have nothing but trash in their life, you don't know what happened in a matter of seconds 20, 30 years ago. You don't know what happened in a matter of seconds before they left this earth. You don't know. We need to remember that, don't we? We need to remember. Look, and I want you all to remember that Scripture, Romans 10 and 9. It's the simplest thing to remember. Somebody asks you someday, what does it take to be saved? There it is. You ain't got to know a big bunch of Scriptures. You ain't got to have some some kind of big process written out that you can hand them a printed out copy and say, this is all you got to do, man. All you got to do is tell them Romans 10 and 9. Romans 10 and 9. I'm going to beat it in there so you all remember it. Romans 10 and 9. Confess with your mouth. Believe that He was raised. You'll be saved. Simple. See, God made it easy. Easy to remember. Confess with your mouth. Believe that He was raised. You ain't got to know what the Bible says about everything. You can learn that later on. You ain't got to go to some kind of course that uh, prepares you to be a new Christian. No. Confess with your mouth. Believe that He was raised. Bottom line. 